No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Athaliah, the mother of King Ahaziah, murders her grandsons and becomes queen of Judah, but she is unaware of the conspiracy forming against her. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. These were dark days in Judah. Under the influence of his mother, Athaliah, King Ahaziah forsook the Lord and established the worship of Baal in the nation of Judah. Then he was killed by Jehu, the king of Israel. We continue in 2 Kings chapter 11. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered. And they hid him and his nurse in the bedroom from Athaliah, so that he was not killed. So he was hidden with her in the house of the Lord for six years while Athaliah reigned over the land. Athaliah was the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. Jehu had killed her mother and her son and wiped out Baal worship in Israel. She was determined that she would not share the same fate in Judah. Like her mother, she was a usurper who wanted to seize the power for herself. Therefore, she killed all the heirs of her son. She wasn't a grandmother. She was a grand monster. She sought to completely wipe out the Davidic line, which God had said would dwell on the throne of David in Jerusalem forever. We see that she was not acting alone, for Satan has always sought to destroy Christ. He would repeat this action through Herod the Great and would murder all the infants of Bethlehem in his attempt to eliminate the anointed son of David. Satan remembers the ancient prophecy from Eden that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Now, while this story has a villain, it also has a heroine. It reminds us of when Jochebed hid baby Moses from the edict of Pharaoh to kill the male children. Josephus tells us that Jehoshaphat was the half-sister of Ahaziah. King Jehoram was her father, but Athaliah was not her mother. When she saw what Athaliah was doing, she hid her one-year-old nephew Joash and his nurse in her bedroom within the temple where he would remain hidden from the queen for the next six years. Jehoshaphat could do this because, according to 2 Chronicles 22.11, she was married to Jehoiada, the high priest. That such a godly and courageous woman could come out of that idolatrous family is nothing short of a miracle of God's grace. But it does show how God has his own in unexpected places. When, as a princess, she married a priest, she probably had no idea how God would use her marriage to preserve the Davidic line through these dark days of apostasy. In the seventh year, Jehoiada, 
sent and brought the captains of hundreds of the bodyguards and the escorts and brought them into the house of the Lord to him. And he made a covenant with them and took an oath from them in the house of the Lord and showed them the king's son. Then he commanded them saying, this is what you shall do. One third of you who come on duty on the Sabbath shall be keeping watch over the king's house. One third shall be at the gate of Sur and one third at the gate behind the escorts. You shall keep the watch of the house lest it be broken down. The two contingents of you who go off duty on the Sabbath shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord for the king. But you shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hand, and whoever comes within range, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king as he goes out and as he comes in. When Joash was seven years old, Jehoiada the high priest gathered five captains of hundreds. First, he made a covenant with them and swore them to secrecy. Then he revealed to them that King Ahaziah had a son who was still alive. This must have brought great hope and joy to their hearts. They were fed up with this wicked woman who had stolen the throne from David's descendants. Next, he told them his plan to crown Joash as king in place of Athaliah. They would wait until the changing of the guard on the Sabbath. The guards coming on duty and those going off duty would take their places to protect the king and block off the queen and her guards from entering the temple area. No one would suspect anything because there were always twice as many guards in the temple courts at this time. Anyone who tried to stop them would be put to death. Jehoiada involved 500 armed guards in this plot. So the captains of the hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. Each of them took his men who were to be on duty on the Sabbath and those who were going off duty on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave the captains of hundreds the spears and shields which had belonged to King David that were in the temple of the Lord. Then the escorts stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, all around the king from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple by the altar and the house. And he brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony. They made him king and anointed him, and they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king. David had provided spears and shields. They were placed in the temple, no doubt, to protect the house of the Lord. Now they would protect David's descendant and lawful heir to the throne. What a great example David was in providing for his future descendants. We ought also to lay up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, for our children and grandchildren by investing in their lives and leaving behind a godly legacy. When Jehoiada brought out Joash, he put the crown on him. Then he gave him the testimony, which is the law of God, and anointed him as king. This was all according to Deuteronomy 17:18. When he sits on the throne as king, 
he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way, and it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. This copy of the law in the hand of the king would be a sign to the entire nation that they were now returning to the Lord's covenant after these days of apostasy. Can you imagine what would happen if our president held up a copy of the Bible and said, from now on, we will live by everything in this book? The fact that we can't even imagine such a thing reveals the days of apostasy in which we now live. When all the people saw this, they clapped their hands in celebration and shouted, Long live the king! Now when Athaliah heard the noise of the escorts and the people, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. When she looked, there was the king standing by a pillar according to custom, and the leaders and the trumpeters were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets, so Athaliah tore her clothes and cried out, Treason! Treason! And Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds the officers of the army, and said to them, Take her outside, under guard, and slay with a sword whoever follows her. For the priest had said, Do not let her be killed in the house of the Lord. So they seized her, and she went by way of the horse's entrance into the king's house, and there she was killed. Imagine Athaliah's shock when she saw a seven-year-old boy wearing the crown and standing by the pillar of the temple, according to the custom. The priests, leaders, and people were rejoicing, and the trumpeters were blowing. So she tore her clothes and shouted, Treason! Treason! How ironic, considering that she was the unlawful usurper of the throne and murderer of the rightful heirs of David. Jehoiada decisively seized the moment to arrest Athaliah. He commanded that she be immediately executed. We cannot help but see in this story a picture of the present usurper and the future king who is the son of David. We are living in dark days where Satan has seized control. He is the ruler of the world, but he has no lawful right to the throne. However, the day is coming. When the trumpet will sound and the king of kings will be revealed to whom the entire world will give their allegiance. And what a glorious day of coronation that will be. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people that they should be the Lord's people and also between the king and the people. And all the people of the land went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They thoroughly broke in pieces its altars and images and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. Then he took the captains of hundreds, the bodyguards, the escorts, and all the people of the land. And they brought the king down from the house of the Lord and went by way of the gate of the escorts to the king's house. Then he sat on the throne of the kings. 
So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had slain Athaliah with the sword in the king's house. Jehoash was seven years old when he became king. A genuine spiritual revival happened here in Judah. It was the result of two actions, consecration to the Lord and elimination of Baal worship. First, they consecrated themselves to the Lord by renewing the covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people. Now, their government was a theocracy. Ours is a democracy. We cannot expect revival to look the same for us. However, if our government leaders and people consecrate themselves to the Lord by trusting in him and keeping his commandments, then imagine how our nation would change. Warren Wiersbe writes, Revival? is simply obeying God's word and doing what he commanded our fathers to do. Second, they eliminated the worship of Baal in the land. If they hadn't torn down the paganism Athaliah had established, then it would have been only a matter of time before the people were ensnared and ruined by it. Therefore, they tore down the temple of Baal, broke the altars and images, and killed Baal's priest. The final thing they did was to seat Joash, also known as Jehoash, on the throne of David. The declination of the nation of Judah was, for the moment, stopped and even reversed. But as we shall see, it was a short-lived season of revival, for externally imposed religion can never change the heart. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll see where King Joash of Judah makes repairs to the temple of the Lord. But sadly, he doesn't finish well. We hope you'll join us as we continue in 2 Kings on Simply the Bible.